wants to recap what'll happen last session. I got a little research got done last session. Bosavias and Bai, they both kind of hit the um, interweb, so to speak, and we were able to glean some information on, what was it? Let me see my note. The basilisk. the basilisk. Yes. Because we are about to delve into a Franken version of Basilisk Rendezvous, because I was like, I like the core of this. I'm going to do other things with it, too. <laughs> Some point, I think it was like during a meal lunch. Maybe i given up keeping track of what meals. What? We're in space. It's very times different in space, and one of these days I'll figure it out. Probably not, but... Spectra got a request from a friend, an associate of hers. They've done some archaeological digs together to help sort of clean up a signal they were picking up. It was a very old-fashioned, my ship is here, don't run into me signal that the basilisk was still giving off somehow because it still had enough energy to do that. It's just recently that um, some ships, systems, and sensors advanced to the point where they could start picking that up again. And it took a minute, but they confirmed it is the Basilisk, a ship that has been missing for centuries. And what else did you learn? I think Bai and Stavios were the ones that did the most research. Found it's on Furious 7. It was meant to be a sort of colonizing ship. It was part of a colonizing effort. Okay. There was a group of people going to settle a planet, and they were the basilisk specifically was bringing some supplies for that. The settlers disappeared too. There's no settlements on the planet or really near it particularly. It's very dense forests with a lot of animals, but seems untouched either way because everyone seems to somehow agree that it's not really worth the trouble right now. There's a lot of planets in the Silrain arc, so they're just like, mm, this one looks good for what we need. I know Stavios did some research as well. Yeah. Typed up an entire dossier on it. <laughs> yeah, I have like this entire little thing. So basically, I know that the Basilisk itself was like a small freighter. It was sent by Nova Station to bring like supplies and armaments to Uria 7. And then the last transmission was it entering the planet's orbit. And then it was never heard from again, and the settlers never arrived. I know that the Basilisk was a pretty advanced ship, and it was probably also defending the settlement and. I know that Nova Station itself works with a lot of Crucible tech, and it started really small, and it's grown, and now top Alliance officials are aware of them, and they try and use a lot of, they try and use the information to build defense systems, and there are some projects where they give up and erase all the records because, you know, you don't want to let your competition, or you don't want to let other people know what you're working on. Also, really dangerous stuff that could be very, 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 very bad if the wrong people got their hands on it. Yeah, and then I know that Uria 7 itself has not been inhabited by anyone else that we know of. There's uh, wildlife, and it's densely forested, and there have been several research groups that have gone in there to research the, the different types of flora and fauna. 
and it's also like kind of out of the way so it's kind of weird that there was a settlement there because it's not like the best candidate for a settlement but yeah so that's what I have which might have been why they decided to move it yeah and also Anima remembered some special things regarding the basilisk and people who might have been interested in it yeah, Anima had a friend at Arcadius, which was the uh, the ashen-forged kind of, not necessarily homeworld, home but it is a moon uh, near Dindus, where um, basically they have like a school for young ashen-forged. When Anima was at Arcadius, she had a friend, Relic, who was super into the basilisk. Among other things, but that was the thing that triggered you remembering Relic. Mm -hmm. And I think you also started remembering some of your other friends, other names started falling into place from remembering conversations with Relic. Yes, I have, I believe that's Serenade, but I'm not entirely sure because my writing is Chicken Scratch. Yes, it's Serenade. (laughs) Yeah, so a lot of information was discovered. I got to do a lot of really fun lore dumping, which made me very happy. And I believe when we left off, Stavios wanted to go have a conversation with Spectra. Yes. Uh, I don't remember where I said she would be last, but I'll say at this point she's probably in the helm. Okay, cool. So yeah, I'll head over there to talk to her... And I think the biggest thing that I want to talk to her about is just how she sees me as useful and how she sees me and Val as useful and, like, what she expects of us. Because we haven't really had that talk with her yet. We've kind of, like, just been like, hey, we live here. True. But we haven't, like... There was a bit of an interview that you guys had before she agreed to live. And a background check, right? I think a pretty yeah. There was a background check. They had some, they asked some questions and learned more about you, and they all discussed it. You don't still don't know what exactly Maria dug up, and she has since remained back on Almare, so you can't really ask her. Not that I'm sure. Not that I think you would actually want to ask her. I mean, hey, you guys hired me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You haven't been allowed on the ship, so yeah. So yeah, I guess it's just making sure that I can be as useful as I can by making sure that I am aware of what Spectra needs of me is kind of the main thing that I wanted to reach out to her about. And also just, I want to try and get a sense of what she knows about me because I do not like people knowing more about me than I'm aware of. Yeah, that's fair. I think you also mentioned wanting to, like, ask her what her theories are on what happened. Yes, that is also, that's a big thing. Also, just, like, about the mission in general, because it was a friend that turned her on to this, so I just want to make sure, I just want to know. I just want to know everything that I can, because I'm used to knowing everything. That's fair. Yeah, so you come into the helm. She turns to see who it is as you come in and says, Stavius, come in, take a seat. Is there anything you need? Um, 
yes. So, I was combing over the information about the Basilisk and Uria 7, and I wanted to check in and see if you could provide any insight on the situation at large. Is there anything in particular you're curious about? Well, there seems to just be a lot of questions. There just seems to be a lot of things that aren't making, that aren't lining up to me. Like, why was, like, why was a settlement even considered at this planet? Why was the, like, why was the, such an advanced ship just delivering things to this settlement? What's, I just really want to know what your theory is on what we're walking into. Because I think it'll help me better continue my research and my information gathering if I know kind of what you're looking for, what you've already looked at, so that I can also look at those things. That is fairly fair as to why they were looking at Yordia 7. At that time, there were a variety of operations going on to find new worlds where people could live or set up outposts for if anyone was ever facing an emergency. I've done some looking into why there were people heading in that direction. What I was able to gather is there was a contingent of sorts looking for a new place to settle. I don't know what exactly they were looking for in a place to settle. That area had some options, but there were systems that had better candidates. It would not be the first time a settlement found a planet, realized it was not suitable for what they needed, and decided to move on to somewhere else, and perhaps the information didn't get registered. I haven't been able to find anything official connecting to where they could have gone, but there was a lot of mixing and shuffling of people. Their information could have just gotten lost in the shuffle. Okay. That's good to know. It's the Nova Station's involvement. That I'm a little less short on. They're much more private of a company. So perhaps they were also interested in whatever those ships of people were looking for. Out of character is Nova Station's not like they're not like a settlement company. Like they don't they don't help people settle into things. They're like a weapons company, no? So they're not specifically just a weapons company. They, with Crucible Tech, there has been everything from shielding to improved methods for delivering different kinds of vaccinations to medicines themselves to the Ashen Forged. So, what they do is they specialize in finding out what to do with some of the more complex or potentially dangerous information that is gleaned from the study of the various crucibles to find it into things that could be useful. So it would make sense if they were perhaps providing different technology for defending different kinds of settlements based on potential dangers of the planet and so forth. Okay. So that wouldn't be too odd. They are a private company since some of the information they're dealing with could potentially be dangerous in its applications, but they keep convert they keep communication on different things. Well, 
I say open, but it's very heavily encrypted and very heavily protected. But they do have, there are specific people within the Alliance that know what's going on at Nova Station. So it's not like they're hiding everything away, it's just the general public doesn't know everything, but they know whenever Nova Station discovers like a new shielding technique, they do share that information. Okay. Cause they they want to help. So then yeah, I think Stavias just says Do you think there's anything special about Yuria 7? Well, from what I've heard from a variety of associates and people just in passing, there are some interesting wildlife there, the how nature evolves. I'm sure in your research you found there were different groups that went and studied the wildlife. There did happens sometimes trying to figure out how evolution processes led to it being the way it is. Personally, I don't know what would be special about that unless it perhaps it was a stopping point between where they were coming from and where they were intending to go. Okay. I guess what's your just general read on the situation? My thought is whatever happened, whatever made the people on those ships, those settlers, more or less vanish. I don't think it was something nefarious. Okay. I don't. If they were... They may have been covering their tracks to hide what they were doing, but I think maybe they were trying to find something and maybe didn't want people to know. Like they were trying to figure out something. There have been a variety of different theories about what happened. I've been in a couple of debates. I actually have one bet going on with a friend of mine about whether or not they moved on and what they were trying to do. My hope is whenever we find the ship, there may be a hangar or something nearby that we can get the information for them to figure out what was going on. Because I firmly believe they survived. I think there's, they made it to wherever they were going. Or at least close to it. The question is, where was that? And why? Well then, I think that's all I needed to know. Before I go though, we haven't really gotten much of a chance to talk otherwise. Can I just ask you to be very frank? Other than obviously Dandelion doing whatever she did, why are Bal and I here? What use do you see in us? She pauses and thinks for a second as you asked that, but the look on her face as she's thinking, it doesn't read in the trying to make something up, it's trying to find a way to explain something out loud mm-hmm. kind of look. I find there is value in having people of a variety of skill sets on my ship. I also find that sometimes people are more than they appear at first glance. We have hired on, brought on people for short-term voyages on a variety of occasions, so the very least may make some new contacts, and at most this may turn into something more. I do have one question for you, if you don't mind exchanging the honesty. Sure. What caused the fallout between you and your father? 
This is asked with a tone of curiosity and wishing to understand. There is no sort of prejudgment in there. Stavias is quiet for a decent amount of time. Well, I don't know if you've ever met anyone that's connected to my family, but they're a very specific type of person that I realized very early on in my life I did not want to be. And when I realized that I did not want to be that kind of person, and I started going out and I started doing what I needed to do to become the person that I wanted to be, my father, he did not enjoy that. And that this is all mostly about business. My father doesn't care to really anything about who I am as a person. It's more just, can I be the same kind of beast that he is in a boardroom? And I can't be. So I started sneaking around. I started going under his nose. And when he found out about it, it was too far, I had done too much, and I was putting the family in danger of losing everything as if that's possible, and so I was no longer part of the family. She just nods as you say this, and she types a couple things into the computer next to her and pulls up. It's a really old picture when you were first starting to officially, air quotes around that, join the family business. It's a picture of you with some of the lower level legal team. Mm-hmm. This was before the blowout. Yeah. I can understand you're not the first person who's tried to break away from a family legacy. Also understand that some of the people in this department gesturing to the picture grew up to be sharks. Yes, it's not... not everyone. But you lose yourself when you end up having to defend the heinous crimes of a weapons company for as long as those people did. And that's just not a life that I could really see myself living. So I don't live it, and it's been difficult, and it's been some of the hardest things that I've ever had to do, but I have zero regrets. She nods, and she has a look of approval on her face. Well, I'm glad you were able to break away from that. It couldn't have been easy. It wasn't, but I had a friend, and now I've got this. That is true. Stavios is getting a little uncomfortable with how comfortable that these two are getting. So Stavios just kind of (laughs) nods and says, thank you, Spectra. And then they turn around and head out. Anything you need. And she just kind of lets you leave. She does not continue to pursue that conversation. Great. And where do you go from there? I think I just go back and start trying to research the Nova company and see if there's anything that I could find. Maybe even trying to reach out to 
Dandelion at some point to see if Dandelion can tell me anything about the Nova Company specifically about the Basilisk. Because if there's one person who would know something, it would probably be Dandelion or someone that Dandelion knows. But yeah, so I just basically head back to my room. What's everyone else up to? I think we, Belle has spent most of this afternoon just thrashing the daylights out of whatever Nell can throw at him in the training simulator. Yep, he's a, he's a little exhausted. But I had a good time, though. Definitely. And I, I still think periodically you heard loud bangings or just, well, muted banging throughout the show just because he's, uh, he's been so loud just, like, you know, going at it. So that's what's going on in the background. It's like a little... Little vibrations and noises you might have heard coming from it, so. At some point, Nell pops into the room that Ty is in and says, It seems that Belle is quite the fighter. It would be very entertaining to watch you two spar. And Nell is just like, Yeah, that would. He's just like, He just face palms as Nell goes away. <laughs> but no one sees that. So, Vi, what are you up to? There's, I think, a few things that Vi would do. Sorry, I had them, and then my brain was like, no, you don't. Okay, so. Been there. I think Vi remembers the last time that we that the crew had gone to a very densely forested planet, and they ended up fighting a very large creature. It went, that went really well, actually. Yeah, that did. That should have gone bad. It's I'm happy with that went, but... I don't think Vi wants to fight one again, if she can help it. So she's going to look at the records, um, especially like the scientific records, and see if there's any creatures that grow that are that big on the planet, or like any signs of a lar- of a huge apex predator, things like that. Alright, uh, roll an investigation. Ooh, okay. Investigation. Uh, dirty 20. I think with that, you also not only find records on most of the wildlife that has been documented, but you also find records on some of the flora that might be a little more dangerous than it appears. Things like, you know, poison berries, plants whose leaves can give you very irritating rashes slash scars that you have to get medically fixed. Plants that if you get pricked by their thorns, you need to get very quick medical attention. But as you're looking at it, it shows maps, and it's... Some of the more dangerous stuff is in different clusters. And through this, you also learn that... Spectra wasn't exaggerating when she says the fauna on this planet's weird. It kind of looks like a team of terraformers were working on this planet. They each got different instructions on what it should look like. It's got some weird biomes. But when you look specifically at the area where you're going to be landing, because Snell very helpfully um, indicates it on the map of what you're looking at, it's in one of the more quote-unquote normal ones where it's got things like poison ivy and some deadly berries and so forth and a couple of species you could possibly run into but it's it should be fine nothing popping out as immediately like deadly just problematic but I mean, some people did record that they would sometimes stumble upon some bigger 
creatures in different areas that tended to be territorial, but usually you go around it, it's probably, they don't all chase very far. Like, there are ways to get around or scare them off. Okay, so we can try to go around or scare them off. Okay. And then Vi, I think, would message Spectra, just saying, the person who gave you this information, do you know for the only ones they've told? Because I'd really rather not have to get into a fight of who got here first or who found what first. There's a couple of seconds, and then a couple seconds more takes a couple minutes to respond, and she replies back, Verified, I'm the only one that he's told. He didn't know what it was until he got the signal and I was the nearest person. Okay. There doesn't seem to be any underground activity there, either because it's been ignored or someone who's not powerful enough to stake a real claim has things, but... Any idea about where the people went? She responds with something similar to what she told Stavias okay. about. They could have been moved on and been absorbed into a different settlement effort, or they could have that could have just been like a way station, not their official intended destination. So she firmly believes they're alive. They just didn't stay on Uria Seven. They moved on somewhere. Okay. She's hoping the basilisk will have records about where they moved on to. Okay. Does she mention about how their records could have just kind of gotten lost in a shuffle somewhere? Yeah, like, there are a variety of different settlement and movement efforts where they are still trying to untangle who all actually ended up where. They were able to account that, like, people made it somewhere. They're just still trying to entangle, like, how you were going here. How did you end up here? Because navigation was a little iffy around then. They were still trying to figure out how to travel through the crucibles. Okay, I think during that, and not necessarily during the end part when explaining, they have records of people, they're just still trying to detangle where they were supposed to go. Vi responds almost on instinct. Yeah, heard that before. Guess some things aren't so different here after all. No context otherwise. She's not gonna ask about that right now. <laughs> but she's gonna ask about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if she'll get, if I can get out of that. Cause that was yeah, that's that yeah. I think Vi kind of forgot who she was messaging for a sec. Let's put it that way. Correction, you get a response back. We can address that later. Vi does not respond to that. <laughs> Spectra's curious. But she also knows, like, that's not... Let's wait to push that button. Yeah, I think Spectra knows by now that some buttons you don't really want to push hard with Vi. She'll, uh... Nope. Vi's a little too stabby. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Very careful. And Anna, what are you up to? That's a good question, actually. Completely forgot what I was doing last time. I think you were reading some of Relic's reports and, like, thinking of it in their voice. Yes, that is what I was doing. So, yeah, you were reading through some of his papers and articles he was mentioned in. Mm. 
I think at some point you did read that he was, he signs that like he had been working for Nova Station. Yeah. Yeah. So as far as you can tell now, he works for Nova Station in some capacity. So, (laughs) I guess I'm going to follow the trend and go talk to Spectra. (laughs) (laughs) This is so great, because I remember in the beginning, I was like, does no one actually want to talk to Spectra? Everyone just wanted to talk to Tally. Yeah. I just kind of picture Spectra got Vi's message a little bit after stuff. You know, yeah, I was like, and then, mm. and then like she finishes the conversation with Vi, and then Anima walks in, <laughs> pops in, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Question, real quick: Does Spectra have a weird look on her face from Vi, the conversation with Vi that Vi just sort of left off, did not respond to at the end? So when you come in, you notice she is, she's looking at her sim. It's like the quizzical look you would give someone who just made just a very obscure reference to something that sounds important, but you're not really sure how to ask about it. And then she looks up at you and says, oh, seeing sim is really popular today. Come on in. Uh, I guess I was just wondering... Since the Basilisk has to do with Nova Station, were we going to be working with them on this project, or did your friend give you any of that information? Oh, depending on what we find, we might want to try and find some way to convey some of this information to Nova Station. There may also be some devices and files we can't get into because of their security protocols. In that case, we will definitely need to contact someone from there. Why do you ask? Oh, I just, I remembered something. I had this friend at Arcadius, Relic. He was really interested in the Basilisk back in school, and I think he works with Nova Station now. It's interesting. It's a little hard to get in contact with specific individuals at Nova Station, but perhaps with this we can at least get their foot in the door. Maybe. See if they can send an inquiry to him and let him do the reaching out. Well, I don't know if I'd be able to contact him, but I was just curious, since it the Bastic was like their ship, right? I mean, wouldn't they want to be involved in, I don't know, collecting it? Yes, I probably should go ahead and see about trying to get in contact with someone there. We'll need confirmation that we've actually found it. I can't imagine how many false reports they've gotten, but... Oh, that's a good point. I'm certain that when we find and confirm that this is what it is, we'll at least get in contact with someone there. That makes sense. Do you think perhaps some of your other friends might have ended up there? Oh, I don't know. I I can't imagine they'd have much use for... Roll me an intelligence check. Oh, lord. I did not get out my dice. It's not like we're playing a TTRPG. Well, net 20. I'm like, since I'm the one that asked for the check, probably. Oh! Ha! Ha! Oh, yeah! 15! <laughs> I have a plus one to yeah. intelligence. I have a fifth. I got a 15. 
So you would remember Dottie had shown interest in Nova Station was some of was a company that she wanted to work with with the Crucible Tech. You just remember hearing from her one day that she had been reached out to by someone from Nova Station about working on a project with them. And you remember it was a little bit before everything goes blank and then you wake up. So like some of the memories in like the year or two leading up to that are still having trouble clicking back into place. But you you remember that bit of the conversation. It's possible, but a little worrying. I don't know if it means anything, but I was having a conversation with Dottie, you know, Dr. Miaro. She was reached out to, and it's shortly after that that everything kind of goes blank. Her face grows more serious as you say this. Well, in that case, we're definitely going to want to get their good graces. <laughs> They're building that connection so we can find someone who will give us answers. It might have some strings I can pull. Hey, Spectra? Yes? It was a while ago, and then sort of everything happened. But there was a point where you called me the wrong name. Wondering if so, I was finally gonna freaking ask about that. Because <laughs> that was only like, what, episode 26? Yeah. She looks momentarily uncomfortable when you say that. She's like, yes, it was rather caught up in my own thoughts. I apologize. It's fine. I don't really know why I brought it up. I just, it was something that happened that I never really got a chance to say anything about. Everything got a little crazy. It certainly did. Jin was an old friend of mine. We had done a couple of vaults together, and I guess he was just on my mind. Can I roll insight? Yes, go for it. She's not trying to hide it, so there's not going to be a roll on Well, I got a seven. You do get that she's sad. Something about that memory is making her sad, almost nostalgic. Did something happen? Yes, we all have our mysteries, but yes, he was working on a science project. I don't remember. I don't know if he ever told me who it was for, but something happened, and he was. It was reported that he was killed in an explosion. She does that look like she's doing mental math. Almost a hundred years ago. Never really got answers about what happened or what caused it. In the vault I got something. But I'm still trying to figure out what to do with it. She types into the computer and pulls a readout of a signal and it looks like it's duplicated because it matched. And she points to the top one. That one was coming from where he was working. And she points to the bottom. I applied an algorithm to a signal I found coming from the Federation to age it up somewhat. And that's what it looks like. And they're almost perfectly identical. I'm still trying to figure out what, what that means. I never found what that was coming from. Either one. 
in Federation space? Yes. I think it was coming from somewhere central, but I was never able to pinpoint where it was. Not able to pinpoint the other one either. It took me forever just to clean out all the other noise from space to get the one thing I couldn't explain. So I got an answer and some more questions. This readout, how recent was it? The signal that I applied the algorithm to, it was pretty steady the entire time I was there. She checks and things. Yeah, I applied it to the most recent reading I got from when I was still in the space. Then, did the Federation... It would have been way beyond his natural lifetime. Ashen-forged are strong, but were not long-lived. You know, recycled parts. Jen wasn't ashen-forged. She was human, but... Still. That's also a fair point. He would have been gone by now. I... I don't think he was the one sending the signal. I think what he was, perhaps what he was working on is what was sending it. Maybe. Or it was just something connected to what he was doing. I can't, I haven't found anyone that has any answers. Was I ever stationed in Central or did they keep me around the, uh, the outsides? I don't know if you were ever, well, mm-hmm. For some of your initial training after you were woken up, you might have been near the central. Because that's where they do all of the programming and stuff, and you just kind of went along with pretending like the programming was working. Because everything was very confusing, but just kind of play along. Maybe I'll find a way out here. But that would have only been for a couple of months before you were stationed in different places. Mm -hmm. There aren't many who get to be in the actual center. Right. That's where the like high-level government stuff happens, theoretically. No one's really sure. The, the Federation government doesn't really communicate anything at all. So there's little chance that I would have any insight on this, this signal. I mean, you can roll an intelligence check, but that's gonna be high if you can remember anything about it. If you would like to try. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'll do it. It's a long shot. I'll try. It's a real long shot, but... <laughs> hey. I'm gonna take a picture of this and I'm gonna send it to you so you know I'm not lying. Nat 20? I super duper did, baby. Nat 20, come on. <laughs> you got a nat 20 on that? <laughs> ah! <laughs> Do I gotta let the dice roll? <laughs> I need to have like a crit happens channel. <laughs> you do. I got a nat 20. I need to send you a picture so you, know, just... you know for sure that I'm being super for real right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It's still a long shot. You are more than welcome to set the DC to physically literally impossible for me who is a max of 21 intelligence you remember there is something that's like in the center of federation space and like in the center of that galaxy almost 
there was like a thing that was super secret and the government was very protective of it no one talks about it but there's there's something and people were studying but you don't know if that was like an actual thing or not I was not <laughs> expecting you to get a nat 20 on that I was expecting to get a 1 I'll be super honest <laughs> I was <laughs> so you only get a 1 when you ask to roll a thing yeah well I did ask to roll that kind of yeah. So. So there, there might have been something someone was working on kind of near the center, but you don't do anything for sure. It was just like, you were like pieces of conversation. Well, there was talk of something super secretive in the center, but I really didn't stay there very long. They mostly had me on the outskirts. The Federation had... Quite a few secrets. But it is interesting to know that they were working on something. I think it may have been research, but other than that... Tali and I were able to steal a frightening amount of information from them, so I'll have Nell through and see if she can find anything. We passed some of it on, of course, to their handlers, but they don't need to know about everything we dug up. Also, some of it we're still trying to decrypt. They were very protective of some things. And weirdly effective at protecting that information. What about the guard? Uh, the Ashen Guard? They were like puppets. Yes. Tali's been working with some people to make sense of it. Working with Dundas who know more about how they were made. And so far I think we have discovered there's some similarities, but it's a... It's a Someone took a picture and then tried to recreate. That makes sense. How the Ashen Guard came to be is in the most protected information there, aside from information that I don't even know what it's about. I know there are some who've tried to find that information. I think there. I heard it mentioned that one got close and then disappeared before they could get anything. Hmm. But it is concerning how they were able to get that, learn how to make them. Not just make them, make them subservient. It feels like a perversion. Because we probably couldn't stand being near them and made her skin crawl seeing them like that. She has a theory that they're connected somehow together, but... I don't know how they even knew to create something like that. World meta question for the GM. Out of character. Are we going with the Dindis were formerly a slave race uh, backstory for them? At one point, the Dindis were enslaved a long time ago. That was okay. before, I think that was before the Alliance. Okay. I just wanted to know if that was in the backstory, because... It would change what I was about to say. <laughs> yes. The Dindus would have never wanted our people to be like that. Never. From what I hear, they worked really hard to make sure you retained yourselves and couldn't be controlled like that. Certainly lots to think about, but we're soon to arrive at Yardia 7. Right. Matter at hand. You mentioned this was a planet with a lot of flora. 
is any of it hostile? Some of the flora and fauna have certainly developed some sort of defensive capabilities, but from what I gather, Malachi's already landed near what he believes is a hangar. Interesting. Must be hidden or obscured by trees if we weren't if no one's able to find it before now, but to your question, there's nothing overly hostile. Okay. Hanger on an abandoned planet. I guess it could be a holdover, but we're built as a way station. There's some sort of event or meteor storm or something that prevented them from getting to where they needed to go next. Or maybe they were it was a tiered journey, so they went ahead, built a place to stop before continuing on to the next stage. I guess we'll just have to see when we get there. All of you get a ping from Nell containing that information that you will soon be arriving. Malachi's already on planet and he has secured a small hangar that he found. And you will be meeting him there. Him and his people. Yeah, didn't he mention we were gonna have a guide? He runs a small salvage operation, so they were looking for something else, and then they found it. You might be able to see through the windows. You can see the planet. You can see there's a big freighter orbiting. He took a smaller ship, the Crimson Cutter, down, because you can't really land the freighter on something quite that small, or there wasn't really a good place to land it, so he took the Crimson Cutter down to do the information gathering, and it should... It's supposedly big enough to tug most things back, or at least get it to where the bigger ship, which has the Goliath emblazoned on the side, can pick it up. Really hope no one sees that and comes looking, but... Sometimes salvage ships just kind of stop for a bit. Maybe they're doing maintenance. But yeah, it's a pretty smooth landing. There is a bit of a clearing near this hangar. I'm assuming you all kind of come up to the helm for the landing, because Nell politely requests that you do so. Yeah, I would have, definitely. Yeah, as would I have. Not necessarily standing next to Spectre, though. Cool, you're gonna go back to avoiding her. I mean, it's not done maliciously. I think at most... Vi and her may talk about little things sometimes, but... It's not that you don't trust her, you just don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah, well, Vi doesn't trust almost anyone with some things. It's just, at this point, a habit. So it's like, um... Vi sort of internally being like, oh no, what did I, why did I do that? Oh no, oh no, oh no. (laughs) This could be fine, but... So, as you are landing, Spectra does a gesture and the walls around the helm go semi-transparent so you can see. But this is the first time you've seen it do it. It doesn't go all the way transparent, because that's a little terrifying at first. <laughs> so you can still tell that they're there and your brain's not, oh shit, oh shit. Like a uh, translucent, I think? Yeah. The seams are still visible, which... Your brain would register as like, window frames, windows, we're fine. This really high quality glass, this is fine. So the surface of Uria 7 looks almost like the science of 
project of a crazed terraformer. The rocky surface only bears small patches of land, all of which is covered by miles and miles of huge trees and overgrown foliage. But as she is flying over, you see she's following signal that the cutter is sending just to the opal star. And there is a small clearing where you see a ship that's probably about the same size, maybe a little bigger than the opal star. And there are people milling about, but as they see the ship coming in, they kind of scatter to the other side of the Crimson Cutter, and you are able to land next to it. Spectra is off first, and she goes up and greets Malachi, who is approaches the ship. He introduces himself. He runs Lumina, which is a small-scale salvage company. It's a family thing that's been passed down. His, he has people, you can see the hangar, which, considering it's been around for centuries, it's still in surprisingly good condition. It looks dirty and warm, but it looks like it was built less. It's probably about big enough to hold two smaller ships. Like, you could probably fit the Opal Star and the Crimson Cutter in there if you tried really hard. It'd be a bit of a tight squeeze, though, and it is locked, and you see there's a group of people with devices attached to different parts of the door trying to ha get the doors to open. It explains it's locked down, but they were able to take some scans. There are no ships inside, but they have picked up a signal that shows that the basilisk is probably in a nearby valley. They can't get either of the bigger ships there, but there is a smaller all-terrain vehicle that you see someone is doing like the airplane signal gesture and there's another person just backs it out of the crimson cutter and you are welcome to take that to go and find the basilisk it should be able to get you most of the way if there if not all the way to its location they haven't really been able to tell what all is going on in that area but you are also given a way to track the signal to where the ship is and you can either try and, when you find it, fly the ship out. They give you a thorium fuel canister that should be able to get it going. Or if you can't for any reason, you are given a way to contact and send a digital and or physical flare as to your location so they can send someone else to help. Because sometimes it's tricky if you've never done a salvage operation like that before. Spectra agrees to stay behind and help with the door because she's more familiar with older tech. You all want to try and see if you can find the basilisk. I could give a quick hand with the door if you don't mind. I mean, I've have some skills getting it to place every now and then, so if you need it, but if not, we can take off. Either or. I'm certain they can handle this. It feels better you going with them. Sounds good to me. Just in case. Safety and numbers, and I'll be interested to see how you all work together. Yeah, should be interesting to say the least. Well, we're all best friends, so I think we'll be able to survive. So it'll just be the four of us going to the Basilisk then? Yes, if you've run into anything in the backup, you have a way to contact us. That ship is pretty sturdy. Yeah, we'll be good. So are we taking the all-terrain vehicle, or are we going- what are we- what are we doing? Who here can drive? Yes, you're taking the all-terrain vehicle, that is the only thing that will fit where you're going unless you want to walk. Because with the drive, it's like 30 minutes, but the walk could take, could take you like hours. 
to get there. Ooh, and I do not walk well. <laughs> well, I can't drive. I never learned how, and I never will. So I will be a great passenger. Let's see the others kind of shaking my head. I know Anima can drive. Yes. So can Vi. <laughs> I think that was. I think it was like everyone <laughs> when we first tried to drive could drive. Belle, do you have vehicle proficiency? No, I do not. <laughs> so I only. I have planetary only vehicle proficiency. So. Yeah. So who is going to drive? Vi almost volunteers, and then she hears Stavios saying that they'll be a great passenger, and is thinking, "No, I, I don't think that would be best." <laughs> so you want to not have your hands on the wheels of the vehicle, so they are free to stab. Yeah, no. Vi had an image of them some, somehow distracting her in a minute, and then them veering like towards a tree or something. So. Gotcha. <laughs> TPK. Overwhelmed with the urge to stab, so. You're probably sitting in the passenger seat next to Anima. Yeah. And then Stavias just has their head poking through the middle, just being like, isn't this great? All of us here together. First mission as a team. I'm feeling good. Please buckle your seatbelt. My seatbelt is buckled. I've just moved the chest strap behind me because okay. it, it, it chafes. but if anything happens she did warn them (laughs) that's true (laughs) does anybody know any good road games I imagine this is like as you're driving (laughs) there's a map for you to follow Anima and a nice little signal since you're not bait chased or anything you don't have to roll for anything because you're just driving okay Vi's looking out for the animals she found out about, especially the territorial ones. Hopefully making sure that we don't run into those. Yeah, there's quite a few. So now if you run into anything, you'll know what it is. Yeah. And hopefully know how to deal with it. Actually, correct. I think it probably takes like 15 minutes to get there. They just estimated longer just because they didn't know what the terrain would be like between here and there. It feels like longer because Stavias just won't shut up. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm just talking about tons of things. I'm talking about my favorite pieces of media that I enjoy. I'm talking about... Oh, just literally whatever whatever pops into my head. Nothing important. Absolutely nothing pertaining to the mission itself. I feel like at some point, Farida Hala's new song comes up yeah, in the conversation. Probably. Popped off with that new one. Popped off, truly. Really captured the aggression of being betrayed. <laughs> I think after hearing that Vi unthinking, seemed like, yeah, she was really motivated for that one. How so? What do you mean? Don't worry about it. Wait, have <laughs> oh, Alright, well... It's been hinted at, but I don't know if you've ever confirmed the fact that you are friends with the Farida Hala, the indie singer. Well, the Stavias. Yeah, Stavias knows, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stavias knows because Stavias did some... Red Vi's mind and then told her. Well, oh, yeah. you didn't get the last name. Oh. You didn't get the last name, and Stavios, you've hinted at it, but I don't know if you've ever actually gotten, like, for sure confirmation. 
given how I acted at the mention before, I think Stavios yeah. has actively avoided getting any confirmation because they just probably wise. I don't think I don't think Vi wants to talk about that. So you did just get confirmation. It's just like if you would like to roll insight. Yeah, I'll roll insight. Oh, insight's only Ooh. seven. Stavius, I think you get the feeling that Vi understands the kind of motivation that would go into it. Yeah, let's like go with that. Because, yeah, the, the answers I was coming up would probably be a bit higher than a seven. Yeah. Stavius just, like, nods. Just like, yeah, you seem like somebody that would really understand the emotion behind the song. I respect that. Anima, how are you reacting to this conversation? Anima has tuned the conversation out. <laughs> that is fair. And their defense are dropping to a new place, so it makes sense that they'd be Yeah. <laughs> Maybe glancing over once in a while to make sure that Vi does not have any <laughs> weapons out and is just, like, not elbowing Stavias in the face. Just being like, just sitting in chair. I think, um, before we get to where we're going Stavias does move the conversation a little bit and it's just like I've been doing a lot of research into this as much as I can does anyone else think this is weird what's happening it's all weird yeah I mean no weirder than other things like there's this very advanced ship that was helping a settlement that never showed up and now we're here to investigate that ship, and it, that ship belongs to a very mysterious company. I'm just, I'm wondering, like, what are we walking into? Probably something shady, but, yeah. At least it's, they didn't necessarily, from what we can see, they don't have any motivation for an ambush, so that's something. So at least it's not that Malachi and his colleagues are going to betray us. As far as we know. People have a way of surprising you. Here's another thing. If this ship has been on planet for the last thousand years, did they not check the planet for it? They didn't know which planet it would be on, but yeah, it's weird that there is absolutely no life. No sentient life. Remember... Valna, they had a colony that was in a place somewhat like this and they were doing pretty well but not even they try it there's no there doesn't seem to be any underworld ties here at least not from any major players and this is far enough away that it could be a good hiding spot so why and this ship this ship is so advanced it's just why i feel like advanced from a thousand years ago but still but it was advanced i just it's it's it seems like an interesting loss that this loss that this company just accepted at the time i don't know something's not adding up to me i was just curious to see what everyone else thought sure we'll find the answers once we get there so the company did try and find it the company did try and find it but some the records of what the ship was doing and where it was going, we're just gone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's more of just like... So they didn't know where to look. Any more conversations you'll want to have before you reach your destination? I'm good. Yeah, but I was just looking at and about. 
So you get to a point where you're within like a hundred yards of the signal, but the trees are getting dense enough in that direction that the ship's not gonna fit. The shuttle won't fit. So you're gonna you have to get out and go the rest of the way on foot. Alright, let's go. Pops out. But the ship will be safe where it is. Since we don't know what we're really getting into, let's make sure we kind of come up on it a little on the stealthier side, if possible. I grab some bags and I put them over my shoes so that my shoes don't get messy. Okay, I mean, yes, it's... <laughs> In character. <laughs> then I look at Bal, who I know is looking at me, and I'm just like, listen, we did a lot to get these clothes back, and I'm not going to ruin them anytime soon. And then I tie them up, and I'm just like, okay, I'm ready to go. As long as it doesn't make you slip over... Okay, I mean, no, we're good, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a klutz, pal. And then I just keep... I never said you were a klutz. I mean, it's some time. We're good, guess we're... <laughs> yes, I would stop talking there. I would picture Estavia says that. They fling their arm out and just, like, smack part of the <laughs> ship. <laughs> that is a thing I, like, I'm not known klutz, would do. <laughs> Vi would, like, watch this and be like, Ostavias, how about in the near future you look for a a hiking outfit or something? That way you don't have to worry about it? Oh, a whole new outfit? What am I, made of money? That's why I said in the future, something to think of. So you don't have to put possibly noisy bags on your feet. I sort of says this like, like, the, like a forced smile showing that she is trying to be uh... and then Stavios nods and says I suppose I could find something that is both functional and fashionable something to think about for the future I suppose and then Stavios starts walking in the direction that we have to walk in <laughs> oh boy if so, if you are all being sneaky, roll me stealth checks. <laughs> please, please. 20. <gasps> okay, well, 20. that's... I got a 19. I only rolled a 10. I do have a question. Since I am wearing bags on my feet, do I have disadvantage? I mean, on this terrain, it might make it kind of tricky. Yes, because that sounds funny. Okay. Ooh, alright, well. What? Five. Uh, oh, I got But how's the group of Aperture? I mean, because, I mean, Vi got a 19, Val got a 20. 11. I think it swings in, the, in good favor. Stavios quickly gets several things stuck in the bags on their shoes and starts dragging it. <laughs> But I'll say you all are able to kind of help remove that and just very gently like step on the giant sticks. So when they lift their foot, it comes out off of the bag. I'm fine. Yes, yes, we. <laughs> Vi's just considering having them go into one of the uh, dimensional bags <laughs> just so they won't make any more noise. But since that would be a... Uh... That's a good way to kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Vi doesn't mention it out loud. She just thinks <laughs> it. <laughs> she would get Anima's disappointed face, and nobody wants that. Yeah. <laughs> Vi, if you want to 
go ahead of the group, I'll say, like, you are able to do that. Yeah, Vi would go in front, especially after hearing, like, Saviasa's going, like, thud, thud, like, crinkle, yeah. crinkle, 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 yeah, crinkle, crinkle, crinkle. Yeah, crinkle, crinkle. That's what I was like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Vi would probably mental missive everyone, being like, I'm gonna scout ahead. <laughs> Stavios is like, I'll come with you. Stealth so like, sprint. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, stealth sprint then. <laughs> that one just like, nope. And she just disappears. Stavios is just thinking it's because she'd be so distracted because of how close we are as friends. Does Stavios actually believe that? <laughs> or is that some... No, no. Okay. Stavios, it's, it's a fun joke that Stavios tells themselves. Okay, cool. Because it's like, it's like, do they really think we're that close right now? No, not at all. I can't wait till y'all actually do become best friends. Though. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, that's that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about Stavios is they are a diplomat and they know people really well, so they are actively just resisting every all of the <laughs> everything that Vi is throwing at them, and they are pushing forward no matter what signal they get. Like, that's just how Stavios is operating. <laughs> well, as long as that doesn't get you stabbed. Just, no, we're gonna be friends. Yeah, like, I don't give a yeah. shit what you think. <laughs> His job security, because they seem pretty secure in their position on the ship, so... I'm gonna cast Esper Sense, too. So, for the duration, you sense presence of any Esper powers within 30 feet of you, so I'm just gonna... As soon as we get close enough, like, to the actual location, I'm gonna pop that off. Just to see if anything pings. Aside from, you know, Stavios. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, for the, exactly. Things I already know, so anything else. I feel like you could just see you just know to ignore that. You don't run into anything, any nasty creatures or anything. You see some odd smaller creatures just scurrying around. Nothing jumps out, nothing attacks you, and eventually you get close to... Well, it looks like the entrance to a cave, and this like you have the thing you're using to track the signal. The cave entrance is pretty wide, so you could possibly fit a ship in through there. The signal is telling you very clearly the ship is inside that cave. Well, looks like we're inside a cave. So are you going to do the Esper Sense Oh, yes, 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 I want to do now, yes, thank you. I'm gonna say, you definitely pick up Stavios, you pick up Bionianima have objects on them. Wouldn't he pick up Vi a little bit too, because she is technically an Esper initiate? Yes, you you do pick up, there's some... Um, it's, it's not as strong as it is with Stavios, but with a lot of Eldori, they do have some in them. I mean, I can do the Imbued Strike. Which is an Esper power, and also I am made with crucible dust. True. Yes, I feel like there is some Esper energy, but it it looks and feels different with the Ashen Forge, just because with how they're created. But if you're with an Ashen Forge who is also mm-hmm. has Esper abilities, that also reads different. You read those abilities more similar to how you read others' abilities, but you also read the latent esper that is in how they were created. So everyone around you has a bit of a glow to them. Nothing coming from the direction of the cave, but 
you get the sense of something moving behind you, and that's around when by you hear the sound of crack of someone stepping on a stick, and you realize you're not alone. And that's where we're gonna end. listening to Aboard the Opal Star, an Esper Genesis 5e actual play podcast DM'd and produced by Brianna Jean as part of Pseudodim Social, a creative podcast network changing reality one story at a time. Filena is played by Alexis Workman. Anima is played by Casey Glover. Stavios is played by Shan Smith. Balamar is played by Blake Francis. And the theme music, as always, is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. If you don't want to wait to see what happens next, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. To get more information on this or any of our other shows, check out our website at pseudonymsocial.com.